as Pete was saying earlier, we're we're we've been going through like well, he's been going through, which means we've been going through, right? Because when your spouse goes through something, you go through it with them. You go through it as a team together. Um, A husband and a wife, they go through things together. And no matter how you want to wrap it, it's still a a oneness. It's still a togetherness. And so he's been in this fight, and I've been watching him in this fight. And um, and so that's why, you know, I was I was I was praying one day in dinner time and and I was like, we're fighting the good fight. I literally like yelled it out. I was like, I said, we're fighting the good fight, you know, because he had been attacked so much these past months here, like with his eyes and then from his eyes to um, not many people know, but he, he was here one day. I was like, stay home and rest. Don't be at the, at the hub. And he's like, no, I got to go. There's things I got to do. Well, you know, I think, see, so... <laughs> so for, for a lot of you that do know me, I'm, I'm just a, I'm, a, I'm a builder. You know, not I can't build houses or nothing like that. But in the spirit, I'm a builder. I'm always wanting to to move and progressively move and whatever the Lord has. So, so in that, I have a hard time sometimes slowing down. And um, like for me, this we would have already this would all it would be completely different in here. Um, but the Lord has been speaking to us about this whole season, even even the transition that we found ourselves in recently, is that we're in a season of, of, of really, of resting. And that's what the Lord says, you're moving into your season of rest. And, and But in the natural, I said, man, this does not feel like rest. Like, it feels like we just got more busier than we were before. But we're in the season of rest, you know? And, um, you know, we I, I've been really... Been, been spending a lot of time with the Lord these past months and, and the Lord had been speaking to me about vision, you know, and, and what it looked like and, 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 and in return the Lord has been releasing vision to and what we're, we're, we're stepping into and what it's supposed to look like and, and he's giving me trinkets because you know that he won't give it all to you because we'll mess things up, right? We know that. But he, he began to show us bits and pieces and, and, and in this I'm releasing certain things to my wife and to my family and and, and holding a lot of stuff in, and then I, f- I go one day to go get my eyes checked because I said, man, I don't know what's going on with my vision. Like, I, I need some new glasses or something's going on. So I go to get my eyes checked, and the doctor just really freaks out on me. Like, we're there in the, in the hospital. I mean, in the doctor's eye, I'm just going to get some glasses, you know, normal routine. And the guy says, man, I can't do nothing for you. And I'm like, well, why, why can't you? He says, you're really sick, man. And you, you've got, you got this going on. And he began to, he began to take pictures of my eyeball and showed me and, and, you know, and, and how my eyeball was, put, was, was swollen. And, and I know I've shared this, for, but for some who don't know, and maybe those watching, that I had blood vessels in the back of my eye that began to spread out. And these blood vessels began to spread out and, and they're not supposed to be there. And that's what supplies the blood to the retina or I think that's what it does. Well, anyways, these blood vessels have called the swelling and a leakage in my eyes. So long story short, the guy says, man, I got to take you to a specialist. So I've been dealing with not being able to be able to see very clearly. Like everything is just. And uh, so we go and we get to see the specialist and the doctor comes in and tells me, listen, you're going to within three years, you're going to be blind, completely blind. And, and he's, you need to do something. We need, he says, you need surgery now 
and they began to burn the blood vessels and 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 then afterwards it was it was really painful surgery um and in the midst of all that i'm dealing with certain things and there's a lot of other stuff going on family-wise not with us but just you know in in in, in our in our normal life and uh i'm here at the hub and then all of a sudden i'm picking something up and i heard the i mean i heard it loud i ripped my my muscle and my my shoulder to my rotator cuff, excruciating pain. About wanted to die, I wanted to cry. I'm like, oh my God. And the, and so all this is going on, right? All this is going on. And but vision is just oozing out. We're and we're in the we're in the season of transitioning and, and doing good things. And and, and I, I don't know about you, but in boxing they have something called throw in the towel. Where 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 the where the man in your corner your, your, your coach, when you're in the fight, if you're getting beat up and you're getting beat down, he, he can throw the towel in on your behalf. And once that towel lands, boom, the referee will call the fight. He'll, he'll stop the fight. You know, and uh, there's been times recently that I felt like, man, I just want to throw the towel. You know, and because, you know, we've been through a season, and, and I, I, look, I, I always say this, transparency brings breakthrough. It does, guys. So I want to be transparent because in my transparency, I want you guys to receive breakthrough and whatever it is that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've been in this season where for the past two years at, at the, uh, the Emerging Streams, the facility, and we've been in a fight there. I mean, there's been some things that we've had to deal with facility-wise and just things that we've had to, and we have been faithful and just just seeing God through and, and, and promises and all those things, and but it just seems like we're just constantly in a battle. Constantly in a battle. And it wasn't until recently that the Lord said that, listen, no more battling. You're going into your season of rest. And we just found like, man, God, that was so so blessed to hear for us because in that season of rest, and what does what, like, what rest look like? We haven't seen rest in the, since we've been to Ohio. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really haven't. And there's been times where we just want to throw in the towel. You know, there's, you know, behind closed doors. Um, nobody knows what goes on. Nobody knows what happens behind the closed doors, you know. And when I'm, I'm consoling, I'm going to just be honest with my wife. And when well, my wife is broken. And she's in tears, and, and she just like, I can't do it no more. And there's times that I can't do it no more. And I'm like, let's pack up the bags. Let's go. We didn't, we didn't sign up for this. Nobody told us this. You know, we went through, we, we, we've been through a lot. We've, you know, we, we've done a lot of ministry. We, we, we used to travel nine months out of the year. And if, if I could have it my way, I'd be on the road. I love revival. I love seeing the move of God. I've seen miracles. I've seen the dead raised. All these things all over the world. But whatever reason, God says, no, I want you to dig in. Create plants. Create roots. Community family here in Ohio. So we say yes. And that's where we've been. But we've been in a fight. Some of us have been in a fight. We have. But we got to fight the good fight. You know, I released a, a, a message a couple weeks ago, 
and it came out of 2 Timothy, and he was talking about when you're in warfare, be in good war. He says, how? You be full of faith and full of hope and be of good conscience. And you know what? I believe that's where the Lord wants us to be this season. That even in the middle of our battle, even in the midst of our fight, no matter what it looks like, that we would be full of hope, full of faith, and good conscience. And he says, and when we do that, he says, you will be in good war. He didn't say you wouldn't have war. But he said, you will be in good war. And you will respond differently. And what makes the warfare good is the end result in you are victorious through him. In Jesus, we have the victory. Automatically. Even when it doesn't look like it. So we've been in this, this season of, of men. We've been in the fight. And Lord, now the Lord says in, that we're in our season of rest. And we're, I'm still waiting for the rest. I am. I am. But I believe that we're in the season of rest. You know, so I don't know if we'll just kind of hang out here. <laughs> I, I woke up this morning and I said, God, what is what is a good fight even look like? I'm like, how can a fight be good? You know, I was like, I know what a real fight looks like. Like you're you have to have endurance. You have to you have to keep being persistent and chasing after the Lord. And and I and I just asked him for some steps that we could take in in the natural that that are um how can I say it's it's real it's realistic according to our lives that we could apply to our lives this morning and and the first thing is presence being in in the presence of God is going to be key for us this season um, sitting in the position of presence is key for us if we're not sitting in the per, in, in the position of presence then we will not want to continue to fight the good fight We'll want to give up. We'll want to throw in the towel. We'll want to uh, make decisions based on, uh, on how we feel and not what the Spirit of God is saying. And so presence in Psalm 1611, it says, You make known to me the path of life, and in your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I think that's so beautiful how it says it sitting at the right hand of God, he, his, our path has already been laid out for our life with the Lord. And in the presence, we, see, we, we begin to see the fullness of joy. And what is joy? It's our strength. It's how we get through things. It's how we wake up in the morning and it gives us strength if we have joy. But if you don't have, if you're not in the presence to pull from, pull joy out of the presence, then you're going to grow weary and tired. Exodus 33:14 and he said my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Come on. His presence is going to go with us this season even when you leave your house, even when you you leave your car, when you go to your job, his presence will go with you everywhere you go and give you rest. Be anxious for nothing. That's what the Lord the Lord says. Genesis 3:8 it says and they heard I thought this was so powerful when I read this this morning. Because in the beginning, we were supposed to live in presence. That's how we were created to be, to live in presence. And sometimes we forget about that because we get so busy and overwhelmed by our everyday life. And it says in Genesis 3, 8, 
And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. That's how it started. Before the enemy came to steal, they walked in the cool of the day with God. And it says about his presence was there in the garden. Some, some of us, you know, and I was, I was praying about this this morning, and I said, God, we have become your garden. We are the garden now that God wants to come pour his presence in that we begin to walk with God. And we can hear the sound of the Lord work, walking with us. They always talk about this sound of heaven. How about the sound of Jesus walking with you when you step into presence and you begin to pull from the Lord? You know, yeah, that's, that's really good because I heard a friend of mine once say in an encounter that he had where he was able to hear the footsteps of God, what it sounded like when, when, when God walked in the garden with Adam. And, and it, just, it just wrecked me. He said that, that, that it was like a, like a rumble that, I mean, like the presence of God, but every step was... There's a presence and an authority that, 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 that he carries. Yes. You know, and, and that's so true what Alice is saying because it doesn't matter what we're going through. Listen, and, and, and again, just transparency. You know, we've recently come out of, come out of a season, you know, and, and for those of the house know where we've had to make some decisions and we had to, you know, let some people go in all these different areas. And in doing so, there has been a backlash in areas. Not from our part, but there's been a backlash from, from slander to backbiting and all this kinds of stuff. And how, because immediately, and I just, see, I need you to hear my heart, immediately the enemy will try to get us to get into a place of being offended and being hurt. And I'm going to be honest, it's hard. It is hard sometimes when you, when you see things that are happening around you, when things that are happening in your life around you that you know are not just, things that are happening around you that you know are not true, things maybe maybe an accusation, things that are coming against your family. Listen, if it doesn't look like God, it doesn't have no authority in our life. So if you're battling in an area in your life, whether it's with your children, with your, with your son or your daughter or your spouse, and you know it doesn't look like God, then you have all authority. We have all authority in heaven to call it as God sees it. And you speak life into the dead things. We have to speak life into the dead things. And how do we overcome that time? It's through the presence of the Lord. In that place of presence, guess what? In that place of you not spending... Okay, I'm sorry. In that place where we're spending time with the Lord. Now listen... Spending time with the Lord looks differently to every single person. But for me, it's, it's intentional. Where I'm face to the ground, some of us need to get face to the ground. Sometimes we think praying to God is like, oh, Lord, this, this, and that. That's not enough. It's not enough. We have to be intentional with the Lord. Sometimes we have to be in those places where we're crying out to God, God! If you're reading the Bible, you're reading the Psalms, you see where David's talking. There's times that God, that he's, he's praying and David's saying, my God, my God. And then there's times that David's saying, my God. 
God, why? Because there's, there's a level of relationship that we have to have in the Lord. And in that place of intimacy with God, the presence of the Lord resides upon us. That everything around us begins to respond and is affected by the presence of, the God, of, of God. And that means that when we're dealing with situations in our family, whatever it looks like, it won't affect us. How do we fight the good fight? You be in the presence. You're, we're in the presence of the Lord daily. We're, listen, I pray in the Spirit all day and night. I feel like, and I catch myself, but that's just the way I, for me, that's what works. I'm in my, my room, and I, I, I can be watching TV. I can be listening, listen, I can be listening to oldies. And, and I can be listening to the Beatles, whatever it is. And I start prophesying with the words of the music. Like I make up my own music. It's, I'm constantly wanting to spend time with the Lord because our inner man is hungry to have communication with God. Why? Because that's how it was created to be, to be one with the Lord. If we're not communicating with the Lord, if we're not being one with the Lord, who is your spirit communicating with? We cannot expect godly results if we're not exhibiting godly character. If we're not spending time with the Lord, how can we expect to see the nature of God manifest in our lives? Is God only God on Sundays? He's got to be God every day of our life. We live in the place of His presence. And His presence. I didn't go ahead, I'm sorry. So the second thing that the Lord was telling me we were going to need this season to fight the good fight is prophecy. I want to read you something in 1 Timothy 1.18. Paul's talking to Timothy. And Paul was Timothy's spiritual father. So he's, he's talking to his spiritual son. And he's saying, Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that you that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. That's my how my translation says it. It also says fight the good fight in other translations, holding on to faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to the faith. I thought that was so powerful. One, because he's talking about fight the good fight, and he's saying, I'm talking about the prophetic words that have spoken over you, Timothy, of your calling, of what God created you to do. And he's speaking to a spirit man, and he's his father, and he says, son, I'm going to tell you this. This is, this is what God's already said about you. So prophetic words that people have given you are extremely important to hold on to this season. You, it, it causes a stirring in you not to give up because, you, because you, you begin to remind yourself of those words that have sp been spoken over your marriage. You begin to remember those words that have been spoken over your children. You begin to remember those words that have been spoken over your family. Then you, re you, you remember those words that have been spoken even in, in business and finances and things like that. People being called builders in the spirit and words they've received. See, the enemy always comes and attacks you in the very thing that you're called to do. If you're called for healing, 
to bring healing to the body of Christ, let me tell you, you're going to take some hits with some sickness in your body. Why? Because that's what the enemy's after. He's after the very thing that you bring to the body. He's not after other things that you weren't created to do. He comes and attacks the very thing that you were called to. And Paul's reminding Timothy of that in that verse. He's saying, look, it's already been prophesied. I'm just reminding you as your spiritual father that this is what you're called to do. And then he tells them, he says, there are those that, that, have, that have forgotten about that. They're, they're holding on to the faith and good conscience, which have rejected and so suffered shipwreck with regard to the faith. We're talking about boats here. He's talking about boats being shipwrecked. There's some boats here in Ohio that have been shipwrecked. Let me tell you, because they rejected what God was telling them to do. That's why he's telling them, look, this is a prophecy that's been spoken over your life. You've got to agree with the prophecy. We've got to begin to agree with the prophecies the way Timothy did in that one verse. He has to take, he has to make a choice to take heed to what his spiritual father is telling him. We've got to take heed to what Holy Spirit is telling us this season because the very thing that we're created to do, we've got to push forth to do it. And it's not easy sometimes, but God gives us the strength. So remember every word that God has spoken. 2 Peter 1.19, it says, We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, that you will do well to pay attention to it as, as to a light shining in a dark place into the day dawns. Let me turn this page here. <laughs> the morning star rises in your hearts above all you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophets on their own interpretation of things for prophecy never had its its origin in the human will but prophets though human spoke from god as they were carried along by the holy spirit those prophetic words did not come from humans in their will it says it right there in the word. It says it came by it came by those that were carried along by the Holy Spirit. I think that's so powerful. Those words that people have spoken over you prophetically, they've been carried by Holy Spirit straight to you. That's so meaningful. It's so good. Psalms uh, Psalms twenty seven fourteen says, "Wait for the Lord and be strong and take heart." and wait for the Lord. I think that's a key, one of the key things that we have to deal with when we're fighting the good fight is, is, is waiting on the Lord. You know, I know even, even with me, in the, in the midst of, of, uh, uh, of things that are going on, my first reaction sometimes is, is my natural response is, I wanna, I wanna take care of it. Come on, am I the only one? It's like something happens and like, well, you know what? Let me, let me handle this really quick. Maybe somebody says something or maybe a boss calls you or, or something happens. You know, I'm going to call him really quick. Oh, this is a lie. Oh, let me take care of this. Yeah, we want to. And we live in a social media age where, like, listen, everything now, if it's not on Facebook, it, it's, it's like it doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. 
like, God, man, what, I remember what, what life was like without Facebook. I do remember that. It was great. I mean, we had email contacts back then, and I'm probably, you know, that's still kind of social. But, man, I remember us going to a website. I mean, I remember us having, now it's like Facebook is everywhere. And somebody gets offended, they write it on Facebook. Somebody's having a bad day, they write it on Facebook. Somebody, I mean, listen, Facebook now has become the communication of, of, the, of the time. Right? It, it's true. I, you're right. I don't even have to know the news. I can go to Facebook and find out what's happening around the world just by the first 10 feeds. And it's true. But it's important that in a time of, of, of the fight, in the battle of even the good fight, that we have to wait on the Lord. Because our natural flesh wants to rise up out of us. It wants to vindicate us. We want to, we want to prove ourselves. And, and the, the Lord is saying, listen, no. Be quiet. Just wait. Just wait. We have to wait on the Lord in all things that we do. Even, even the prophetic words that we get sometimes. There's sometimes that we, listen, right now we can look on social media and we've got millions of prophets now. Everybody on Facebook is a prophet. Everybody on Facebook is an apostle. Everybody on Facebook is something. We have, to, we have to hear what the Lord is saying in all things. Wait and trust the Lord, especially in the time of our battles. It's really good. The other day, we were watching this movie, me and uh, Pete, and we, we, I hadn't seen this movie in a really long time, but it was the last movie of Rocky Balboa, you uh -huh. know? We're, we're talking about fighting the good fight here. So God, this is how God speaks to me. He uses things in movies and things around me to speak to me. And they, they're, they're calling on Rocky to do another fight. And this man's like way older now. He's not in the same shape he was. He's an older person. And so here comes this young fighter, and he's like all pumped up. Yeah, I want to go against Rocky Balboa because he wants the acknowledgement of him beating him. And I was like, what in the world? I couldn't remember the movie. So we start watching it, and you could just tell just by watching them fight who had wisdom and who didn't. And you could watch the strategy that Rocky had compared to the younger fighter. They both could fight, and they both fought very well. But there was a difference between strategically how one was fighting with wisdom and how one was just throwing blows just to throw them. And right now, we cannot just throw blows just to throw them. When we throw a, a, a hit or, or a punch, we want to hit the enemy back. We don't want to just be wasting our energy and our time, you know, punching and punching and punching like this crazy person, running out of energy, growing weary and tired. When God is specifically giving a strategy that when we, when we punch something in the spirit, to, to fight down the enemy, even in the warfare part, the Lord is going to be strategic with us that we're going to land the hit. And when that hit lands, it's going to destroy the plans of the enemy. And it's important. So waiting is important. It's very important because if not, then what happens is if we, we begin to strike back without the wisdom of the Lord and waiting on the Lord, then we begin to hurt people 
Right. And we have to remember that we battle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. So it's important. Right. Yes. It's a spirit. It's not it's not the person who's saying this or doing that. It's the spirit that wants to continue to rob the body of Christ. And so wisdom will tell you, just wait. Wait for me to come in. Let wait for me to come and deal with people in their hearts. These are boats that are shipwrecked. Let me come restore them. Let them come mend them. Let them come let me come and, and, and build the boat again so that way they can raise their cell again and catch wind of what I'm saying to them through the Holy Spirit. See? I think what's really important for us to understand <clears throat> When it says that we battle not against flesh and blood, like even now, right now where we're at, you know, the Bible speaks about the, the, the realms of heaven, the, the, the second heavens and the third heavens. And, and it said there was war in the heavenlies that was taking place. So right now we know that the second heavens exist. And this is the place where we know is the demonic realm. This is the, the place where we know where, where the, the soulish realm exists. And this is where, where we see the attacks come. Whenever those whispers come and the, the enemy tries to come and mess with us, that comes from a soulless realm, from the demonic realm. That's why we keep saying you got to go higher. That's why when they, it says the angels were ascending and descending, they said there was war in the heavenlies. They had to ascend back and forth. But these angels were battling on our behalf because the war took place in the second heavens. You know, so we have to understand that's what this it means. Where it says there's war in the heavenlies that that we battle not against flesh and blood. So our battle's not against each other. Your battle's not with your husband. Your battle's not against with the people on Facebook. Right. It's not against those people that come against you. It's not against any of those things. It's a demonic spirit that has influenced them, mm -hmm. whether they're in deception or whatever it looks like, and they're being used by as a vessel by, by the enemy. Mm -hmm. So we got to recognize that that's not who they are. Right. So we have to know how to fight our battles and know that what we're being attacked by is not man, it's not a woman, but it's a spiritual thing that we have to recognize. No matter what, listen, if you're, if you're somebody who's battling addictions, that's not who they are. Right. They're not an addict. You know, and, and I, love, I love the way, uh, uh, you know, Brandy has a recovery program, and part of her program is like, you know, I know that in AA, they go and they make you say stuff like, Hey, my name is so-and-so, and, -so and I'm, an, I'm an alcoholic. You see, we're making the declaration, but in what, what, what they're doing in the faith-based program, they're saying, listen, my name is Pete, and I'm a son of the king. I am worthy. I am valuable mm -hmm. because we speak what we speak as power mm -hmm. and has authority. Mm -hmm. So by doing that, we have to recognize that it's, it's the realm that, the, uh, of heaven. So how do we fight our battles? <laughs> I, I'm getting nuggets. I mean, I keep going. I don't want to take all the time. No, you're good. <laughs> we used to do this on the radio, and we would have like all kinds of listeners from all over the world just laughing at us. On, on, yeah, it was good. The, the the third thing that God told me this morning, um, fighting the good fight, was a person's condition of their heart. It's real important that we align our heart with God this season. I lift up the cells of my heart. Here I am, here you are, right? That's what we were singing today. In Matthew 5, 8, it says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Psalms 51, 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. 
you always go to the God because see your prophetic words, everything that's going on in your life right now is filtered through your heart. Even by what man says, what you're seeing with your eyes, everything's filtered in your heart. And if your heart isn't completely whole and there's wounds and there are offenses in your heart, your perception of your prophecies, your perception of who you are will be filtered through that heart that has not been made whole. So you have to go to the Lord and you have to say, God, heal my heart. He'll uh, bend every tear, God, that man has brought to my heart. So that way I can see correctly the way you want me to see. I can hear correctly the way you want me to hear. And not from a place of being wounded or offended, God. But, I'm, but I have a pure heart so I can see you, Lord. Create in me a pure heart, Lord, so I can see you more. So I can understand what you're doing this season, Lord. And so um, that, that, that's a huge thing right now is the condition of our heart and how things are being processed we have to go back to the father with our heart if, if you knew you were going into a battle <clears throat> with the most sophisticated army and you had the most most uh uh, uh the best uh, guns and weaponry that there is known to mankind and you're about to go against a tribe of people who, who still use bow and arrows. You would go into this battle very confident that you were going to destroy and you would conquer because you knew the confidence of what you have to, to utilize in this battle. And, you know, I want to I wanna encourage you today because that's exactly what we're doing right now in the spirit. You are carriers of the glory of God and how you fight your battle is you got all of heaven's army behind you. All of heaven's army goes before you, in front of you, beside you, and behind you. And you have all authority in heaven, and your victory is yours. So in the place of being in the presence of the Lord, you're able to know the victory that you have before you. So when you're dealing with situations in your life, maybe it's your family or your walk, whatever it looks like, the people around you, should never be able to affect you. I know that sounds easier and harder. Wait, you know what I'm saying? That's easier said than done because it probably is. And it is. I'm, it is. It is. But the truth is, that's the truth. If our relationship with the Father is where it's supposed to be, then our heart is going to be remain pure. It doesn't matter what Jack and Sue say about me. There's nobody named Jack or Sue that just picked random names. <laughs> I, I have to say that because uh, Facebook nowadays. <laughs> but you, you understand that it doesn't matter what somebody says about us because they won't affect us because our heart, like, that's not who they are. If somebody is battling a situation in their life, then you have to see the good in that person and the victory that's already set before them. And never allow situation to be a stumbling block in our lives. I, that's why I love, uh, we have a good friend of ours, Dan Moeller, who, 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 who literally lives this lifestyle. He lives that lifestyle. You know, one of the keys that he has, he says, I don't even own a cell phone. He refuses, I say, I refuse to get my life tainted, my eyes tainted. 
And come on, that, and that's truth. You know, you get, uh, and I, I would even challenge somebody, get off of Facebook. Get off of it. See what happens in your life. All the trash that we see, everything, man, it'll change us. We had our youth fast Facebook one time. <laughs> and they did it for a whole month. And all of them had encounters. And all of them started hearing God so clearly. And they all came to us and, and we, we sat them down and we said, what have you seen different in your life since you fasted Facebook? And they were like, well, uh, well, we're having dreams. Well, this and this, the Lord began to show me. And, and, and I just began to hear the Lord say this. And they came so overflowing with so much revelation. I was like, yes, Jesus, because it was so awesome them as a younger generation that they do this all the time, that for them to realize that when they sacrifice that, their time into that, and they spent it with the Lord instead of doing that, they saw the fruit from it, and it spoke volumes to them, and it changed them so much because they realized what they had done in exchange with the Lord for. It's like every time you have an urge to go on Facebook, go pray. Every time you want to pick up your phone, go pray. Every time, and we would tell them this, every time the thought comes in your mind, oh, I wonder what's going on on Facebook, go pray. And, and listen, <laughs> I'm guilty. I'm guilty of this. Like, man, I'm, I find myself on Facebook way too much. I'm spending too much time on Facebook. If I would spend that much time in the Word, man, you would have a super-duper prophetic guy right here. Because, But I spend too much. I'm just being honest. So I'm being intentional to spend more time with the Lord. And every time I grab it, ah, no, put it down. Because we have to be intentional. You know, you think about boxing. Um, they say the way you stand is the most one of the most important positions in boxing. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't stand a certain way, your, your balance will get rocked. So they teach you how to stand in, in a fighting position. That way you can bob and weave, you can move. And if you get hit, you don't fall back. There's a way that you stand mm -hmm. when you box. That's good. So I'm going to give you a, a, a tip. Okay, and I'm going to read it out of a... Uh, sorry, here it is. Jesus. I got a lot of notes here. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to find it for you he guys. He does. He has a lot of notes. Yeah, I got a lot of notes. <laughs> and I wasn't supposed to minister today. I just... <clears throat> Jesus, where are you at? I'm sorry. Well, I'm going to share a story while you're doing that. Okay. So I, <clears throat> I was so tired one day, and I was taking out this bag of trash to the dumpster. And I'm, like, getting this bag, and I'm, like, tossing it over the dumpster because I just want to hurry up and finish. And the bag completely falls through from the bottom. <laughs> and this bag was so full. And, you know, when you're tired and you're like, I'm done. I'm, like, so done for the day. Like, Lord, help me. <laughs> and this happened, and I just started crying because I was so mad and frustrated. And I think I talked to her when that happened. <laughs> yeah. And it was a lot like, <gasps> I said, what's the matter? I don't want to talk no more. And then it was, it was that kind of a day. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and so so the Lord started talking to me. I had my little, my little, you know, my little fit like a kid, you know, because I get like that with the Lord. And I'm like, I'm like thinking all these thoughts and I'm like throwing a fit and I'm like, Lord. And, and, and he's like, he's like, wipe your tears, get up. And he's like, he's like, you were created to do this and you need to keep going. You don't have time to be crying. You don't have time to be doing any of this. You need to, you need to push on. And, and I heard the Holy Spirit so clearly come speak to me. And I was just like, okay. And I wiped my eyes off and I just, and I just say, okay, Lord, you're going to help me and we're going to do this together. And I'm not by myself and I'm not alone. And you're going to give me strength. If you're telling me to keep going and doing it, it's because you're going to give me strength and you're going to give me endurance to keep running this, to keep running the race. Do you have... First Corinthians sixteen thirteen says this. He says, Be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. And I thought that was really, really interesting because we're talking about fighting the good fight. You want to fight a good fight? It says be on your guard. Stand firm in your faith. Stand on the word of the Lord. Stand firm what you believe don't compromise areas be courageous because see the enemy will come in the midst of a battle the enemy will come and he'll, he'll put things in your head and then fear will try to come upon us he really will if we're courageous and be strong that's in uh, Corinthians 16 13 The fourth thing, I think Pete had even shared a little bit about this earlier, but the fourth thing the Lord told me was speaking truth over yourself. When you're tired and you're weary, your mind just goes crazy with thoughts. And I'm just being transparent. Your mind goes crazy with thoughts. You know, you, you get uh, pressured to make decisions sometimes that are not led of the Holy Spirit sometimes. And, and I started thinking about this today. I was like, you know, we have to become like David and speak what God says about us through the word of God. And it says uh, in Romans 10, 17, it says, So faith comes from the hearing that is, hearing the good news about Christ. And I read this, and I was like, if, if, if people, people's faith can be strengthened by hearing the word of God, the good news of Jesus Christ, then why aren't we speaking more good about ourselves to ourselves? Why aren't we speaking because... If you go read James 3, 5, it says, Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest, a little fire, uh, creates a, a little, creates a big fire. Uh, the fire comes and it kindles and it's created just by our tongue, by what we speak. And so what we speak has power. What you're saying over yourself has power. If you're saying, oh, I'm going to this no good job, guess what? It's going to be a no good job. If you're speaking to the job and you're saying, I'm going to, I'm going to get up, even though your mind wants to say something different because your mind has its own, does wants to do its own thing all the time. You get up and you say, no, I'm going to this wonderful job that you have blessed me with God that is going to be fruitful and it's going to, it's going to have change in it. And you begin to speak forth out, using that little rudder 
that God's put inside of you, that little tongue, and you begin to speak how your day is going to be. And no, it's not easy. But you have to remember to do that on a daily basis. You get up in the morning and you have to speak over yourself. And when you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, man, God has created such a beautiful person. So many of us say how we're ugly we are, how, how, how little, how big, how we have all this uh, criticizing thoughts about ourselves. And God's like, well, you're speaking it forth and you're speaking it into the atmosphere and you're misusing the power I've given you and the authority of your tongue to speak bad things about yourself. So I started learning a long time ago to speak things upon, upon myself. If I felt that something was too big, like I'm, I'm a woman, so I'll say like something of example, like I'll speak to my legs, you know, my knees are always having problems. And I'm like, no, I have wonderful knees, knees full of strength, knees that God is going to restore and he's going to heal them. And so as I'm walking upstairs, I'm saying this about myself, unto myself, unto my body, because I'm telling God, I'm agreeing with heaven, there's no sickness in heaven, and so I'm beginning to tell my body what it's supposed to do under heaven's law. It's like, that's heaven's atmosphere. So I'm pulling it down from heaven, and as I'm going up the steps, even though in the natural my knees are killing me, I'm speaking it over myself, and I'm like, no, knees, you will be healed. No, knees, you will. If there's a struggle you're having, and you're battling something within yourself, and there's something that's become really hard for you, you got to speak it over yourself. you got to say, no, I'm not going to have this struggle anymore. This is not going to be one of my flaws. This is going to be one of my strengths, Lord. And so you begin to shift and move things. We were talking about the move, right, this morning. God's going to make a move, and there's going to be a move of God that's going to come. It starts with each and every one of us, this move they're talking about. If you, if, you have, if you cannot speak good things about yourself, how are you to speak them to other people? We're so quick to speak good things to other people, but never about ourselves. Have you ever noticed that? You hear somebody talking bad about themselves and you're like, oh, no, you're the most beautiful girl in the world. You're the most, you know, handsome man in the world. And you correct them. But when it comes to ourselves, we don't know how to do that. And we have to start because I promise you that's what David did when he was in the middle of a war. And he would he would speak it as he saw it in the spirit, not how he saw it in the natural. And he became the very thing he was speaking out loud. It's because there's power in what we speak. Mm -hmm. You know, when the doctor told me that I was going blind, um, I began, that seed was planted. You see, he planted, he planted a seed inside of me. Even though I know the truth, there was still a seed that was planted. So my language began to change around my house. And I would say things, and immediately Alice would correct me, and my son would correct me. But I would say things like, what do you want from me? I'm going blind. You know, and but I would, but because I would speak something into existence because of a seed that was placed upon me by the doctor. And we have to recognize it. See, the enemy only needs agreement. It says in the Bible, it says that when two or more agree that he is in our midst, the Lord. You see, the enemy is a counterfeiter of all things that the Lord does. The enemy only needs one more person to agree with him. And then he's in your midst. 
So when he came to say that I was going blind, there was parts of the time that I would give agreement to that lie. And I began to, you know, listen, I, I'm, I'm just transparency. There was a moment where I, I, I began to shut my eyes. I began to shut my eyes and, and I just began to weep. I said, God, I can't do this. I said, there's no way. And I tried to walk around the room with my eyes closed because I was trying to prepare myself how I would live. And I was like, God, how can I? I said, there's no way I could do this. I'm like, man, and then, and then I, I, I even said, I said, you know, man, at this point, I'd rather be dead. Like, can I, I'm just being honest. I'm not saying I'm, I want to kill myself. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying is that what happens is you just want to give up. Like, man, if I'm going to have to live a life like that, man, I'd rather just go and be with the Lord. Like, Lord, take me. I can't live like that. I don't want to be a burden to my family. How, how could I live like that? But see, the voice of truth speaks something different. Mm -hmm. The voice of truth says that you will not be blind. You will see. Not only will you see, but I'm going to give you double-double, and you're going to have the best vision 2020. That's why I believe when we're going into 2020, it is the year of vision. Mm -hmm. And I'm not jumping on the bandwagon with this. Man, the Lord's been speaking to us about this for a long time. Mm -hmm. We are going to see vision released on the body like we've never seen before. God is doing things. He is stirring things. He's rattling people's homes. There's homes that are being shaken Families are being rumbled. There's things that are going on because the Lord is wanting to get our house in order. Because the next move of God that comes when this revival hits this nation, all hands need to be on deck. Come on, man. Every one of us get to be a part of what God wants to do. You know, I... I uh, Fear came upon me. And this is a scripture I want to read because in Galatians 6, 9, it says, Let us not become... Boy, that's the one I want to... God, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, don't be fearful. He's <laughs> <laughs> you selling your grandma. I know. Oh, my God. That's so good. His grandmother was a very strong-spoken woman. <laughs> She would say something like that. Like, don't be afraid, boy. <laughs> <laughs> she was just, yeah, she would call him boy. <laughs> She'd call everybody a boy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. She was, oh, she was older than everybody. <laughs> <clears throat> I can't find my scriptures. It's all right. It's, the Lord just wants us to shoot from the hip. You know, <laughs> we, we just, we cannot allow fear to come and set upon us. Because when we begin to agree to fear, what happens is we give it life. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's fear. I don't want to lose my husband. I don't want to, you know, maybe, I don't even know who this is for. And it, it maybe for somebody online, but maybe you're with somebody right now that, that you're not married to. Maybe you're with somebody right now that you're not married to. Yeah, there, there's somebody. <laughs> And you're praying because you're afraid this person's going to leave you. I'm going to tell you what the Lord is saying. You got to draw a line in the sand. Whoever that's for, I don't know who that's for, but you need to draw a line in the sand, and you need you need to set a standard. 
because the Lord is wanting to put the house in order. He really is. You know, a lot of times what we do is we, we also get in a, a place of trying to do good things. I do have a scripture for this one. Oh, Lord Jesus. No. Here it is. It's uh, um, Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good. Yes. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't allow yourself to, don't let the voice of the enemy ring louder than the voice of truth. Because the voice of truth says another, it says it's the truth. And the enemy will come in and will, well, you're, you're losing, man, you're going to lose your family. You're going to go blind. You're going to do this. And we have a choice to agree or not to agree. And then fear will come upon us. Don't allow fear to come upon you. Amen. The, the one scripture the Lord had me read was Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so, such a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which cleans so, cle- so closely let us run the, the endurance uh, with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, um, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured for, from sinners such hostility against himself so that may not grow weary or faint-hearted jesus did it he he did everything for us he did it as as uh, uh, as something for us to see in his life to know that we could do it too he stood there and he took all the hits and went through everything so we knew we, we would know that we could pull our strength from him and you know Psalms 37, 24 says this. It says, though he may stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. Even in the midst of the battle and the fight that you may find yourself in. It says that he holds their hand. He holds their hand. Matthew eleven twenty eight says this. And this is really important, and we know this scripture really well. We, we all know this scripture. It says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You know, you look at the, the battles, and you look at boxing. Um, when you get to about the eighth round, ninth round, these boxers are exhausted. They've been in this fight. They're bleeding. They're bleeding. They're battered. They're beat down. They're tired. They can't breathe. Their face is disfigured. They've been through a battle. You know, and you better believe they're tired and they're weary. And they just want to, man, I just want this, man, I just want this battle to be over. Oh, what round is it? I just got to, I just got to finish this fight. You see, in the spirit, that's what happens with us sometimes. We go through these seasons where we battle areas in our life and we get battered and we get beat down. But just because you get beat and sometimes you're getting hit, it doesn't mean you're losing the battle. Because at the end, the judge is Jesus. He's got the final say. 
And he's in our corner. We can't allow ourselves to be in a place where we're weary. Not only does it not be weary, it says, but don't be burdened. In other words, that means don't worry. I've got you. No matter the situation in your life. Listen, if you're contending for your wife, maybe your wife's not serving the Lord. And you're contending for your wife. Or maybe your husband's not. And you're contending for that. That's not your burden. Don't be burdened. The Lord's got you. He has you. Trust in the Lord. Wait on, we're giving you tips and nuggets this morning. Trust the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Fear not. He's with us. Because we're going to have victory. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 37. Know in all these things that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in tri triumphant procession. And through us spreads the fragrance of knowledge of him everywhere. For the Lord, Deuteronomy 24, for the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory. He goes and he fights for us. We don't have to fight ourselves. He goes and fights for us and we get to reap the victory of that fight that he goes before us and fights for us. And then we sit back in peace and rest and have victory in it, not because we were these wonderful fighters, but because he himself went and fought for us in the unjust things that have happened in our lives. He goes and fights for us and says, no, 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 you're not gonna lose this. You know, I, I saw this picture the other day and it says, it says, you know, sometimes we, we have this saying and we say, we're holding on to the last thread. I'm on the last thread, Jesus. I'm just barely hanging on, Lord, right? And the picture that it had was the hymn of Jesus, of his garment. And it's like, well, what, what last piece of string are you holding on to? Are you holding on to his garment? Because when you hold on to the Lord's garment and, and you hold on as tight as you can, he's going to lead you to the very place that you're trying to run away from. The very thing you're trying to not do, the very thing that you're trying to, to walk away from, the Lord's like, just hold on to the hem of my garment and I will lead you in victory. I will battle your battles for you and I will walk you to the places where you never thought you would go if you just hold on tight to my garment. That speaks of intimacy to me because when you're so close that you can hold on to the hem of the garment, it's a very intimate thing to be that close to somebody. So be very close to Jesus this morning. Be so close that you can grab a piece of his hem, a piece of his garment. And when you grab it, don't let it go. Let him lead you this morning to your victory, to all the great things he has for you in your life that has already been spoken in, prof in prophecy. Let him come and, and deal with your heart this morning. Even those that are watching, let him come touch your heart this morning. 
even in your, your decision making even in your decision making that you say God touch my heart God if I've said something God that wasn't aligned with your heart Lord God come help me Lord cry out to the Lord and say God help me with that Lord make my heart be healed and mended and, 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 and aligned with your heart Jesus that when I speak out of this rudder of strength, God, this little, small, little, tiny, tiny muscle, God, that is the strongest muscle of all, Lord, that when, when something comes out of it, God, that it'll be the goodness, the goodness of you, God. It'll be your love that comes out of my mouth this morning, God. It'll be my love, God, and, and it'll, it'll speak nothing but your goodness, God, even over myself, God. Somebody here this morning needs to say, even what I speak over myself, Jesus, let it be good, Lord. Let every word that I speak about myself, let it be good, God. I just feel like a shift walking the room right now, and I, I could hear ears popping open. I can hear the ears popping open because some of you have been uh, not being able to hear the Lord clearly. And I hear the Lord just coming and opening up ears this morning so you can begin to hear the Lord clearly. If that's you online, just put up your hand and say, I just receive it. If that's you in here this morning, pick up your hand in the air as an act of faith and say, God, I just receive my ears opening this morning to hear what your Holy Spirit is saying, God. God, you, devil, you have no right to these ears. You have no right to people's eyes, God. You have no right, God, to anything of any person that you created, God, for your kingdom, God. God, we begin to move forward in victory this morning, and we take the land this morning, God. We take the land that was rightfully given to us, God. Some of you need to stand this morning. Begin to stand as kings and priests this morning. Because a real warrior and a real fighter, they stand at the end in victory. And just when you think that the enemy has won, you will see things shift and you will see the Lord and he will give you victory. And we speak victory in the atmosphere we speak victory over your home. We speak victory over your family. We speak victory over your finances this morning. God, it's not what we see in the natural, God. It's what we see in the spirit, God. And we begin to pull from the spirit, your Holy Spirit this morning, God. Open the eyes and ears to hear and see, God, what you're saying in your Holy Spirit this morning, God. Align us with heaven this morning, God. <laughs> we ask for the alignment of heaven, God. 
I just see the Lord strengthening our backs this morning. Too many of you have been hunched over with your faces on the ground. And I'm telling you, God is coming to strengthen your back this morning. For you to stand firmly <laughs> and tall, God. <laughs> it's time for you to stand tall. Not with your head over like you've been defeated. <laughs> but it's time for you to stand up and take position and take what is rightfully yours for the kingdom of God. See, it's not just about you. It's for the whole body of Christ. Sometimes we make it just about us. And God's like, no, it's not just about you. It's about the body of Christ and what I've created you to do and what you're supposed to do for me this season. It's bigger than yourself. It's bigger than yourself. If you could see and hear the way that I see and hear, it's always bigger than yourself. That's why the enemy's trying to knock you down. That's why he's trying to make you feel like, like you've lost the fight when you haven't lost anything. Robo <laughs> Just stretch your hands out this morning. God, we take the victory this morning, God. We take the victory. We take what is ours back this morning, God. <laughs> Every seed, God, that's already in the ground, God. <laughs> we take them back, Lord. <laughs> God, we speak restoration, God, over the land, God. We speak restoration over Ohio, God. We speak restoration, God, for families, God. God, we speak restoration, God, in the finances, God. God, we speak restoration and healing, God. Begin to restore bodies this morning, God. Begin to restore the body of Christ this morning, God. Put it all together the way it's supposed to be, God. If there's been pieces and parts, God, that have gone astray, God, put it back together this morning, God. Put all the pieces back together, God. Every piece that the enemy has moved without permission, God. Put it back in its position, God. Where it was originally supposed to be, God. Put it all together. Mend it together. Mend the hearts, God. Mend every heart, God. Mend every heart, God. Oh, there's things spoken upon this land, God, that only you know, God. Not even we know, God. There's things written in the book of life, God, in heaven, Lord. <laughs> we agree with the book of life in heaven, Lord. <laughs> even souls, God. There's souls, God. There's souls, God. There's souls, God, Lord, that are written in. They're, they're waiting for the ink to come on the paper, God. <laughs> oh, we believe in that, God. We speak it forth to the region, God. Every soul be taken back for the kingdom of God, Lord. The endurance of the race, God. Give us the endurance for the race, God. Don't let us grow weary in doing good, God. 
Shati. Give us joy this morning, God, to give us strength in our bodies again, God. <laughs> He's starting to clear things up. <laughs> the stormy clouds are moving out of the way right now. I saw the shift come and I saw the clouds begin to move. And you got to speak to the storm sometimes. And you got to say, Storm, move out of the way so the sun can come out. Move out of the way so the sun can begin to shine again. I don't care what storm you're in this morning. I'm telling you right now, you need to speak to the storm as Jesus did. And you need to calm the waters. And the chaos has to leave. I don't know who I'm even talking to this morning. But I'm telling you, if you speak to the storm, the chaos has to stop. God, we speak to the storms that the chaos has to leave, God. That peace and rest come in, God. Some of you are going to be shifting from some storm waters into river waters. <laughs> and the river flows. <laughs> the river flows. <laughs> it doesn't crash you. <laughs> it just flows. <laughs> I just see an increase in a flow coming to your mouths right now. <laughs> Maybe you didn't know what to say when a situation came about. I saw the Lord filling your mouth this morning. Maybe you didn't respond to anything. Maybe you just stayed quiet through the whole process. Because you didn't even know how to react to the shock. I don't even know who that's for. But God says, I'm filling your mouth this morning. I'm filling your belly this morning so you know what to say. So you know how to react to the situation that you've been under. <laughs> He's filling your mouth right now. You know, I see him putting a fresh piece of bread in your mouth. And that bread is dipped in honey. Because you need to see and taste and see that he's good. And I saw the Lord getting a piece of bread and he's dipping it into the honey. And he says, eat this bread that I've dipped in honey. Taste and see that I'm good. Taste and see that I'm a good God, that I meant no harm. That's not me that brought the harm. That's not me that caused the destruction. That's not me that caused any of the problems or the chaos. That, that wasn't me. You just got to eat that bread. <laughs> you got to eat that fresh piece of bread that gives you strength. And taste the honey that tastes good in your mouth. <laughs> your worship is a fragrance unto the Lord <laughs> sometimes you just need to get in a position of worship and you'll see the breakthrough come 